Elite Physique University, your source for all things physique enhancement. Here we go. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Elite Physique University. I'm John Gorman, your host, with a very chipper and happy Jason Theobald. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing well, man. Doing well. Don't downplay it. You're smiling bigger than shit right now. You, yeah. I know you're feeling a lot better than you were on our last episode. Uh, that is true. Uh, <laughs> I still have like some adrenal issues. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I kicked ass. I've only been training like every other day. The first day sucked. Yesterday was badass, but today, like, I had to take a nap. So, like, I'm not recovered fully, but I feel way better for sure. Yeah, I remember that that last one we recorded. Um, dude, you're just tired. It took everything you could. I mean, but that's the nature of it. You you know you're lean enough when you feel like that. And um, feel like you we'll, are. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But before, we've got something important to talk about. We've got our Elite Physique University seminar in Tampa, but it's also offered as a live stream. I want to touch base on that. You guys can check the link out in the show notes. We still have tickets available, especially if you want to do a live stream option. But real quick, we're getting a lot of people that have questions on the topic. So I want to go through that. You're teaching too. Dr. Bill Campbell's teaching too, and I'm teaching too. Yeah. Let's talk about the live stream. So if you're not able to make it in person, we get that. You're going to have the, the live stream option. And the cool thing about that is, even if you can't watch it live, you buy the ticket and say you have somebody, I've got coaches that have people competing that day. They can't watch Saturday, right? Well, they're going to have the recording. You guys are going to have this saved. It will always be yours. You'll have access to it for life, basically. So even if you can't watch it exactly on time, then you'll still be able to have it. So it's a great option to have. It's a whole this whole seminar weekend is basically is going to be a recording for you. Tuning in live is awesome because you can ask questions and, and Sammy Joe, the girl that's, that's doing the live feed, she'll be able to ask questions that come through and we'll be able to interact that way. But regardless, you guys are going to have access to that. Now, Jason, let's talk about the weekend, the Saturday and Sunday. Let's go over some of these classes. Um, let's go over the two that Dr. Bill Campbell's doing. He, the first one is rapid fat loss does it cause muscle loss? And this is something cool because he's done, he's actually done the research in the lab himself. And I don't know how much experience you have with rapid fat loss when it comes to someone in the off season doing like a quick, hard three, four week cut, but he's got the, the actual data on this. So that's going to be kind of fun. Have, have you dabbled in that much? Not a ton. Uh, I mean, I did it for Tampa myself last year. Um, but, you know, I might be a little bit different demographic than what he was testing on, but um, uh, not not a ton. I mean, I, I do put people into four or five week cuts, but I don't know how aggressive he was going compared to what I do. Yeah, pretty, pretty aggressive compared to what I think you and I would do. Yeah. So it's perfect for a fat ass like me. But I think there's something here that we can all learn from when it comes to the, de the data. Because if you're a coach like me and Jason, we, we take stuff like this and we think about it. We might apply some here and there, so it's it's good information. And um, the other one that he's going to do is the science of diet breaks, and that's kind of cool. And this is, I think, going to be the most fun of all because he's done the research on it. You and I have em employed these numerous times in different situations, either with yourself, you know, myself, or our clients. That's going to be a good one. And then my two classes are advanced muscle building strategies. And that's not just going to be talking about, hey, train your body parts twice a week. This is going to be a very, very advanced 
class on where I really go into the details on all the little things I do to help somebody that needs to add just a little bit of muscle here or there. It's been training 15 years, or even if you're new, it's going to be these advanced strategies. Um, and then my other class is going to be understanding insulin sensitivity and, and cortisol's impact on calories in and calories out. I've never given this class, um, but it's probably going to be the most important one I think I ever give besides metabolic adaptation. So that one's going to be really good and understanding that. Jason, let's go into yours. Um, the first one we've got here is PCOS, how to spot it on labs and coach those that have it. Yeah. I think this is a, a um, people hear PCOS and they don't really understand what it is, but there's a lot of times to where people need to be able to actually understand what to do when you have a PCOS yeah. client. This is going to be the full gamut, correct? Yeah. Like, so I'm going to go over the four major types that we will see. Um, and I'll obviously spell out the one that you're going to see the most. And then I'm going to give some strategies on, you know, what you do with your diet, what do you do with their training, what do you do with supplementation and walk them through it to pretty much, you know, fix it up and get them back to a spot where they can build a cut and, uh, you know, kind of just go from there and the healthy lifestyle. Yeah, that that's going to be a good one because, you know, if you're a coach or trainer out there listening, you're going to have someone come to you. Now, you're not going to get 50 people with PCOS, but you're going to have women come to you that have this and you have to know, how to how to address this um, because it's way different. I just prepped someone. Her name's Corey Beth. She has PCOS, and I had to prep her, and she got to her best ever. She actually won a natural pro card. And dude, I did everything fucking backwards from what I always normally do with a female. So it was it was really interesting. I'm I'm really curious to see what your class points out because I know I have a lot to learn when it comes to PCOS. And then finally. To me, this will be the last one of the weekend, probably the most important one of, of all of them for people is going to be metabolic adaptations and hormonal dysfunction part two, the client is healthy now what? So kind of talk about this, this part two class to what you've been yeah. teaching on hormones. So in part one, you know, I went over like, what is, what are we seeing a lot of right now? A lot of hypothalamic amenorrhea, um, you know, estrogen dominance, um, insulin sensitivity issues, just a lot of different metabolic issues mixed with hormone issues. And so in part one, I kind of gave strategies to kind of deal with it and kind of get the lab back in line. It was already a three hour course. Um, so now I'm kind of reiterating, I go over, you know, what were some of the main things we see that are problems. And then I kind of, I touch on and, and give you protocols of how to diet, these people. you know, um, it might differ if someone's HRT versus going at it in that natural way. And so I'm going to give you those different types of things, like how long should you diet on what should you look for in terms of now pulling back things of that nature, what type of supplements will help support the cut longer to not put them back into a situation like that. So that is what that will generally be doing. And a lot of people have noticed that we named this elite physique university seminar phase two. And they thought, well, if I didn't go to phase one, should I not attend? And no, actually, you, you that's not a problem at all is what I'm saying. If you've been listening to our podcast, you know enough by listening to all the episodes we've done on cortisol and how to read labs and all that stuff. You guys are more than welcome to come to phase two. You don't have to go to phase one. It's just a, a continuation really of our seminars before and of our podcast. This whole 67, 68 episode series, we've covered pretty much everything. So this is a nice 
way to get into phase two. So anyone can show up. You're not going to be left in the dark. We're going to train a couple days at Powerhouse. We do have one super VIP ticket left. If you guys want that, you get a nice new ethics and fat muscle supplement package. You get a private Q&A with, with me and Jason and Bill. It's going to be a fun time, guys. Check out the show notes if you want to get signed up. And uh, I think that's enough housekeeping, man. Let's, uh, let's get into the show. This, good. Yeah, this, this is, this is going to be a fun one for me because, man, the Kentucky Pro, I know, is, a, is the Kentucky shows, period, in general, are shows that are kind of near and dear to you. Um, you've been around these shows for a long time. Has it always been a pro show, by the way? When did it? No, uh, well, so it was always a pro figure. So it was an amateur show that was really difficult. It's a regional show, always a qualifier. The best is he'd come out, you know, um, they're, you know, buying to, you know, get into the national team. Uh, and they had pro figure. In 2018, when I did it, was the first year uh, that he added classic physique. He took two years off from that. And now we brought it back. And he told me backstage he was going to have it in 2022. And he expected me to be there. But we will see about that. <laughs> okay. So when you won it in 2013 as a middleweight, uh, yeah. when you won your class area, just amateur. pro figure. That okay. was they only had pro figure and that was just amateur bodybuilding. Okay, gotcha. Um, so let's let's talk about things. You, if you guys want to go back and listen to episode, I believe it's sixty six, where we talked about your prep for the San Antonio Pro. Coming off that show, let's talk about the feedback that you got from the judges, and you also have other people around you that give you feedback. Let, let's talk about that for a second. Sure. What was the feedback you got from judges in like people that saw you in person? I know pictures are different, but what was that first set of feedback like? Uh, they said I was shredded, um, that I came in too flat, and I needed more fullness, um, especially on my legs. And, you know, basically it was that you've got enough conditioning, come in for it. Um, and then, but, you know, I still had uh, a couple other people saying, the only reason you got top five is because of how shredded you are. Don't play the fullness game. But you know what? I mean... I wanted to try to do what the judges said. Um, I knew in my heart of hearts that my legs were just down in size and I, there was only so much you can do in three weeks. So to me, they said fuller, but I really think at the end of the day, it was just, you need more muscle. You know what I mean? So I really probably should have tried to get even tighter, even if I dropped more weight and, you know, was still small on the legs, just come in dice. But that's 2020, right? Um, I wanted to do what the judges said, and especially, you know, I didn't know the judge I talked to was going to be there. Um, I didn't want to just slough it off. And he's right. I need to be fuller, but it's got to come from muscle. Like, there was nothing I could really do in terms – I mean, I got myself a little fuller, but the legs were still down. Like, I'm just being honest with myself. Like, I had no problem critiquing my physique. And they used to be one of my strong points, and they just were not. Yeah. So let's talk about understanding judges feedback. And this is for our listeners, basically. Um, Sometimes people and I have this written down in the show notes, and I had a client that just competed last weekend, the judges said, "You you need to be fuller. I loaded the dog shit out of him on a Thursday, like he was as full as he could be. Now I weighed 145 pounds. So what I told him was, no, you were pumped, you were full, you have plenty of water and all that. What you you need more size, you need more right. muscle size. So a lot of people that compete and they don't really understand, they haven't been around. What are some of the things that, that you hear from your clients that compete and they get these judges feedback 
that come to them, but they don't really understand how to read between the lines, so to speak. I mean, that's a good question. I mean, I think the full one is the major one. Um, you know, maybe my brain's still not clicking here, but that's probably the major one. You know, they'll say, well, you need to be fuller, you know, and, and then I'll get a picture where they went out and had a cheeseburger. And, you know, they'll send me their best shot. And I'm like, well, how did your hands and glutes look after that? You know, right. Um, send me, oh, I didn't really take a pic. And I'm like, well, then I don't really know that that's their strategy here. You know, um, you look pretty damn good. Um, so the full versus, you know, that's a lot. Um, I, I hear this a lot. And, and I think sometimes this is just judges probably shouldn't say some of the things they say. But sometimes they'll say, oh, it looked like you were watered over. Or, oh, yeah, which yeah. fuck honestly usually means you just need to be fucking leaner. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So I, I always tell my people on my like, hey, K, like we'll, we'll get good feedback, but take, take the judges comments and we'll try and read between those lines. Um, you also have other people around you too, that I know you send pictures to. Um, how crucial is that for you to rely on? Is it hard for you to stay out of your own head when you start getting real close? It um, used to not be. Um, but I'll be honest, this one was hard. Um, it was just a hard prep for me. Uh, not all of them are. Tampa was easy, but again, it was only four weeks. Um, I don't remember 2018 being that difficult. I don't, I don't know. Um, so it helps to have feedback. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where I, I don't know. It was just a hard prep for me. So did it help having feedback? Yeah. Did I just feel off the whole prep? Yeah. You know, and I, I'm not making excuses. I mean, I lay an egg. You know, I, I suck. Kentucky. I'm not trying to make any excuses. I'm just telling you, it was a hard prep for me. Um, we can delve into psychology of why, but I'm just telling you, it, was, it wasn't it was a smooth sailing as they usually are. Yeah. Let, let me ask you a tough question. Um, this is something that I've, all, I, I've often wondered about, and I'm probably the same way, even though I haven't prepped in a long time. Do you feel like at this point, you know so much and you've been doing it so long. Um, sometimes when people know so much, it's really hard to settle on one thing because you know five different fucking ways to skin the cat, so to speak. You know, start at the head or start at the tail or start at the middle. And there's so many different ways to get from A to Z. Sometimes do you feel like you know so much that it, it literally it makes it hard to settle on one thing. Is that tough for you? Some people can just dial it right in. I'm just curious well, on how you are. Not really. I mean, I did play with some things and some different pads that I probably really just didn't need to do, but that's just probably boredom, you know, yeah. like, Oh, you know, let's see what this does. You know, maybe I've been doing it too long. So a coach would have kept me from probably doing stuff like that. Um, but you know, it really just comes down to enjoyment. I'm not sure. I enjoy the suffering anymore um, to get to that, you know, where you got to fixate on your ass and your low back and all this bullshit. I just don't know that I care. Um, I'm just being completely honest. Um, I love how I look in the off season usually. So for me, it was like, you know, you drop 3% and you got to feel like Dick for 11 weeks. Is it really worth it? Like, yeah. you know, I think when I was young, I never liked my physique and, and, and I did when I got shredded, you know? So it was like, Oh, let's grind. Let's get this. Now I like it year round. It's kind of like, eh, I don't even know. I really like being that lean. I kind of like being full in the way I looked before. So I'm doing all this work for, for fucking what? Um, and I knew my legs were down. So it's hard to push and really suffer when you know you're not bringing what you feel is going to be a winning physique. Honestly, if I was probably talking to one of my clients, I would have said, you're not ready to press. 
but my ego said, ah, you can figure it out. You know, you can eat more than a lot of people. You'll be able to fill out and grow into the show. Well, then I used those steps and I just don't think that helped. So it ate more legs in a way. Um, usually when I prep, I lay around, I do some hit and I, and I eat a little bit less and, and I get in shape and, you know, it, it, it seems to work. My legs come about, um, it didn't work this year. Um, so I don't know, you know, there, there was just a lot of thoughts in psychology going through it, you know? Um, so it was, it was harder to suffer when you don't feel like you have all the tools you need to win. Yeah, I hear you. It is. So as we're going through this, I'm just, I'm kind of just freestyling here. Uh, learning points or maybe something that, that you brought in different. So you did steps this time and you never really done that before. Do you feel now that you've done it yourself? Cause I know you're, you're, I'm the same way. We like to do things before we go out and have a whole bunch of people do it at scale. Do you like the step mentality? Would you go back and change that? How, what What are your thoughts on that? You said that you felt like your legs maybe could have benefited from not getting so many steps. I will never prep that way again. I think some people can. I think I bet it works well for more for women um, who get beat down by hit more. Um, but you know me, I can do hit daily for just five intervals, and I lay around most of the day. Um, and I feel like when I would do the hit on the bike, it would actually bring my legs bigger because in 2018 when I got pictures they were fucking massive as big as my thighs at nine weeks out they didn't look like that in the off season so they were yeah. growing into the show so I thought well you know they're down a bit in size but I'll be able you know my ego is like ah you know what you're doing you'll be able to grow once you do this once you do that but it just never came about and then I chose steps and man it just started chewing them and by the yeah. time I really you know was honest with myself it was almost too late you know I changed it but it just yeah. Yeah. It, you know, the interesting thing there is the research and I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole. So I keep us going. The research does indicate what you just said. Um, and then we see that in the trenches, you know, um, just riding the bike or especially bike hit, um, isn't as catabolic as things like running or lots of walking because of all the eccentric damage and the legs just seem to melt down and lose muscle with running and lots of walking versus using the bike and, and hits pretty anabolic. I mean, it causes, um, protein synthesis to turn on and actually causes some growth. So it's one of those things I see my clients be able to hold on to muscle in their legs if they do some hit. Um, but they're doing a little bit of everything. I did a 2018 front lat. I think I was about eight weeks out. I mean, literally my quads were as big as my waist, you know, and, and that's the year I almost went to Olympia. So these guys are just too big, too fucking good. Um, I also was only, I was down to 175 in the morning. Well, my cutoff was 185. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to really compete, you got to be 185 in the morning and starve in all day. I mean, these guys were barely making weight. You know, some of them had to get off the scale and go do some other shit. I mean, I, I'm weighing in with my clothes on and still, you know, 180. Yeah. Um, and the top five in the Kentucky, every one of them was over 200 pounds that was pulled out. Some of, them were two, some of them were 240. Um, they were big fucking boys, man. Um, so, you know, I got a lot to consider. You know, I know I want to get my legs back and I know I will. Uh, but I don't really know that I care to push all that size on. I have to see how it suits my health and health markers. A lot of times when I push anymore at this age, my CRP goes up. Um, I'm actually going to get a CT scan, an echo, just to see where I'm at health-wise. Not because I think there's anything wrong, 
but because I mean, look at our industry, man, people are yeah. dropping left and right. And it's just not that it's part of me, but man, like I like to go to nice dinners. I like to travel. I like to go to the beach and I've got a life now that sets that up. So, man, I'd be pretty pissed if I, you know, didn't bow out on time just for, for ego. So, yeah, no, I get it hundred percent. Um, this show was close. So you just drove in, um, you made weight. Did you have to weigh in the evening and the morning? It was 4 p.m. But like I told you, I mean, I got up at 176. I already had 300 carbs in. Um, yeah. And I weighed in right at 181. And I had some shorts and a tank top on. Okay. What would you do to load? I, I take it you loaded uh, on Friday. The first few meals, I had some gluten-free pancakes. And then I had some uh, uh, core. Then we got to the hotel. And they didn't have a microwave. And I did some Pop-Tarts just to hold me. Uh, why Aria went and got a microwave. Well, then we had a snafu with the microwave and she got back, it was broken. So the Pop-Tarts were sitting well with me. So I did those way longer than I had had planned, but they were going through me fast. I wasn't bloating. I don't think it all mattered, but you know, that obviously can cause more inflammation, you know, having the sugar. Um, was I as hard at the, uh, San, as in San Antonio, definitely not. But I already had determined I was going to go in fuller. Um, so I don't know. I, I, could it have affected me? Maybe. Uh, but that's how I ended up loading most of my meals with just using pop tarts um, and a little bit of ISO Perfect. Yeah. Would you? Uh, would you hit about six hundred carbs or so? It was about six hundred. Yeah. What about what about water? Would you get in there two gallons? Uh, probably about two gallons, gallon and a half. Yeah. Maybe about a gallon and a half. Um, when you woke up the next day, how how'd you look when you woke up? Front was crisp, uh, side leg. I had had some nice lines in my glutes on the side chest shots. Those weren't as deep. Okay. You, yeah. you think maybe just a little bit of spill there? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, so what'd you do? The, so this day of the show, what'd you do leading up to stage to help clean any of that up? I just went protein and fats. Yeah. Yeah. Just let it move. Um, yeah. And then I, you know, I tried to pump up about, I got there about an hour early and just tried to start pumping up. I don't know if it helped a ton. Like I said, I mean, maybe if I was at my 2018 peeled, maybe I would have cracked the top five. I don't know, man, but I wasn't going to win that show no matter what with the package I had. I yeah. mean, these guys are way too good. Peter Ballner showed up. I mean, the dude is on a different level. I mean, he's got clavicles out to the freaking side of the room. His chest is massive. He doesn't even barely pump up backstage. Just stands around, smiles, and gets out there. Doesn't look like he's posing hard. You know right. I mean? There's like the dude was born to be a bodybuilder, and I was not, and I'm just trying to, you know, do the best I can, and I've taken my genetics pretty far. But, man, you look at those guys, and you're just like, fuck. Yeah. You know, at some point, you got to realize this is a genetic-driven sport, and you can only take so much gear. You can only do so much with what you're given. Um, yeah. So, you know, uh, that's no excuse. I'm just being fucking honest with myself and everyone out there. Yeah. And I think people would do better if they had a little bit more of that, to be honest. I've got quite a few people, natural pros that are competing. I have like six doing worlds uh, here next weekend. And I've had had, I had a couple of them pull out and we just had some, some real talk. Say, hey, you're just not there yet. You're just yeah. not fucking there. You need more time. You need to grow. Or you don't have the same genetic potential. Now I'm talking about people that are asking me if they're going to place top three, right. Or if they're trying to place in these different, these different areas, 
and, and I'm, this is totally different from what well, this is different from you in the IFBB pro show you just did. I'm just saying, I think people need to hear that or be honest with themselves a little bit more. Um, and I know I've as a coach, you're like that. Being honest with myself, man. Yeah. Uh, I see a lot of people like that. You know, they're on Instagram and they call their name King and they call themselves the best. And like, <laughs> I'm like, there's always someone fucking better, man. And, you yeah. know, maybe it's just because I did have to struggle so much. I mean, I didn't go pro until I was 38, you know. Um, but I always look at my physique. And when I'm getting ready for a show, unfortunately, those voices in my head just kick in and every weakness is amplified. When I'm off season, I don't really think that way. I'm like, oh, you know, normally I walk into a gym and this is not me being conceited, but I'm usually the best built guy or one of, you know, but also I'm not training out at, you know, Bev or, you know, one, you know, some of these other gyms, I wouldn't be there. Um, but, you know, you get up on stage with these guys. I mean, guys are flying in from hungry guys are from all over. It's, um, it's a different ball game. <laughs> so um, I don't have any regrets. I mean, I went for the fullness. Um, I knew it could backfire. Um, I was in good spirits the next day and, um, you know, I am going to bring my legs back up just because I'm a bodybuilder and I want to be balanced, but I don't know that I'll ever compete again. And, you know, I've got a really good question for you, but I'm going to hold that until the very end. Um, let's talk about the importance of healing post-show before yeah. you try and push new growth. Um, obviously you're going to do it the right way, but talk about the importance of that week after the show, I have my clients deload a lot of times, but I, I'm going to shift this to you. I don't, I don't want to get my feedback. What are you doing post-show for a week or 10 days or however long? And why is that important? So I, I mean, you know how wrecked I was in some of our pods. So I know right now it's not a time for me to push. After I did Tampa, I pushed because I felt good. I have a client who won, uh, what did he win? North Americans, uh, fuck, I don't know, middleweight. He felt great. I mean, and he was peeled, but he felt great. So we pushed. And man, he's up to 194 and fucking ripped and looks like he can step on stage as a light heavy or, well, as a pro in the 212 now. For me, I, I, I my adrenals are down. I use some clean. Um, I'm sleeping a lot. So for me right now, um, you know, I'm running HCG, Clomid, just trying to, you know, stay off, no pads, just kind of resend those signals. Um, I'm eating more food. Uh, my training sessions have been shorter. Um, and you know, I thought about not training, but I'll be honest with you, it just doesn't make me happy. So I'd rather go in and just train right. shorter, less sets. Um, I think I only did like six sets for chest, six for, you know, a few other body parts. So it's important to listen to your body, but I don't want to sit here and say everybody has to rest post-show. There are some people that feel great and it is a good time to grow if you feel good. Um, but for me right now, I'm kind of, uh, just taking my time, uh, refueling the body, getting lots of food in and I'm um, trying to fix my adrenals. I think that's the main issue for me right now is adrenals and then, uh, you know, get some hormones, right? My SHBG always tanks. Um, so more fats, um, staying, you know, off heads, things like that. Um, but yeah, it, it's different for everyone, but you gotta, you gotta set how you feel. Yeah. I, I know there's so many people, especially when they first start out, it's really hard for me as a coach to get them to chill out and deload the next week yeah. because a lot of them are having a hard time not stuffing their fucking face, which is which when you're a newbie, that's part of it. So you think, fuck, I need to go train. And oh, I have not been train. perfect, but let's not, let's not, uh, 
let's not, you know, mix words there. I've, I've had some meals for sure. Yeah. But I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about the fucking binge eat every night for a week type situations. Yeah. Where they can't stop. Yeah, yeah, so I at least grab my shit and put it on a plate and then walk away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, what is your weight? If you were 175 waking up, what are you? 175 now? waking up today, I was 182 and a half. Okay. Yeah, that's not that's not that's not too awful bad. Um, no. Still lean as hell. So, finally, the last question for you, and and I and I know you because I've known you for a long time. I, I think you'll get back on stage. I don't know. Ultimately you'll pick that back. You'll just, you'll decide, but I think you'll get that fire. Um, at least I hope you do if it makes you happy. But my question for you is, and this is a tough one because you just got done with a pretty hard prep bodybuilding to you right now. What is it? Because there's competitive bodybuilding and there's bodybuilding because I think there's a lot of people that put so much on, their placings and whether they placed high enough where they want to be or their image of a competitive bodybuilder. And I see people like you that have, that are very, very competitive, but you've built a multi-million dollar business. I mean, here's the other thing. I haven't fucking been on stage since 2010 fucking hit seven figures. I don't fucking compete. But my point is there's two different people there, right? Me and you, and there's other people like that. What is bodybuilding to you right now? at least for the next year or two, what, how are you looking at it? It's something that I need to be structured um, and to be disciplined, but it is not at the top of my forefront. Yeah. But I, it's one of those things that um, I think it sets the tone for my, for my day and who I am. Um, and so it's nothing that will ever disappear from my life. Like, I don't understand those pros who were built like a freaking badass and then they just stopped completely and they got man boobs. Like, you know, I, I don't ever plan to be that person. Um, but it is, it is down on the totem pole, but it's still something that I need to work towards every day um, to have the kind of structure I think and to be the, even the businessman, father, and just the person I am. I think without it, I would be searching for something, but I don't need the stage. Yeah, I, I love it. Um, you know, I, I sit there and I, th I think about your journey over the years, you know, getting on stage as an amateur and then winning your pro card and stepping on stage as a pro and kind of checking those boxes. But to see what you've built um, over the years, and I'm not talking about your physique, I'm talking about with your businesses and how many people you get to speak to and, and that you've taught and the amount of money that you're making, you just continue to grow and develop supplements and all these different things, dude, they're all tied to fucking bodybuilding. And I'm not talking about competitive. I'm talking about you building your physique. So, you know, a lot of people out there, they, they want to see how to become super successful outside of bodybuilding. It's the fucking, to me, it's the basis of everything that you've done. It's, it's all been the basis, right? Yeah, 100%. And it will continue to be, um, but I don't know at the moment and I don't have to make any decisions right now. I can tell you 100% if the, I believe the legs are a product of the knees hurting and being down, but let's say they don't respond. I'll never get back on stage. I will never get back on stage being a half complete bodybuilder. Yeah. Cause totally. I can't, I can't then do the suffering as, as well as I need to. I have to know that I stand a chance and I just kind of knew in my heart that like, 
as good as these guys are, it just wasn't going to materialize no matter what I brought. And so um, it was a tough prep mentally for that. Totally get it, man. We're going to wrap this episode up, but I want those of you that did buy a super VIP ticket that you're training with Jason, don't think he's not going to whoop your ass up in Tampa whenever you guys train together. So, uh, you know, maybe you guys will train legs. Maybe he's going to be like, all right, that's it. I would assume by then I'll be in full swing. Like I said, even if I'm there getting on stage, then I'm going to be training hard. So, Yeah, at the time of this recording, we're somewhere around four weeks out. By the time this lands, it'll probably be three weeks out. Um, so you guys get your tickets, check out the show notes. This is a fun episode, man. It's It's been fun to kind of watch watch your journey and see the different stages of, of you as a competitor. Um, but I'm really excited just to see kind of what you do outside of competing over the next couple of years because it's, I think that's going to come back. I, I do. I think at some point you'll want to. Um, we're all getting older. Let's see, you're 44, right? I'll be 44 in January. Yeah, you'll 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 check that fifty year old box and you'll be like, "Fuck this, I'm fucking gonna do it." So, um, who knows? You have anything else to add, man? Anything that we left out? I don't think so, man. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to kind of wrap it up, and uh, I look forward to kind of moving up, us forward, and just kind of coming up with other episodes to educate everyone. Yeah, yeah, we've got some really good stuff coming out. I've got a nice list of people now that we're starting to get towards the end of the year, we're going to have a lot of guests on. If you guys ever want to hear anyone on the show or you have questions, any kind of feedback, just hit me up. My email and Jason's both is in the show notes. Um, but dude, we're going to wrap it up go enjoy some nice weather while we can, because it's about to get cold. Yeah, so. I got a sushi date here and uh, going to go get some good food. Who knows? Maybe I'll get a milkshake after. We'll see. There you go, man. Just make sure you take the uh, glucose disposal. That's right. right. Double it up. <laughs> All right, for myself and Jason, we're out of here. Thanks, guys. Okay.